Hello and welcome to Casting Nets Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Will Harley, and I am here by myself today. Um, But we are not going to have another uh, fishing solo episode. What we are going to do is continue our conversation here on the Unaltered Augsburg Confession. And today we're going to be continuing our look on new ordinances and good works. Um, So if you're following along with your Unaltered Augsburg Confession, uh, if you're following along with your Book of Concord and you're opened up to it, uh, Article 6 and Article 20 are the ones that we're going to be looking at here today. Now, if you're wondering why I am here alone, the answer is very simple, and I ask that you keep uh, uh, Pastor Winsberger, uh, my my co-host, in your prayers as he was diagnosed with COVID uh, last week, and so we didn't have a podcast last week, and, and this week he is still a little bit under the weather, and so... Uh, we ask that uh, you please keep him and, and his family in your prayers. As he is healing from COVID, um, maybe you know someone that has, has suffered with COVID. Maybe you are suffering with COVID, um, and we, we keep all of you in our prayers. This is not a, a wonderful disease. This is this is something that is plaguing our nation. It is spreading like wildfire. Um, and so we ask the Lord to continue to be in control of all things, as he always is, and uh, and he will do everything that is for the good of his people, because that is also who he is. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, um, and, and so we can rest assured in him. So I am here by myself. Uh, we are, are going to have a one-sided conversation, pretty much. Um, and, and we're just going to run through some of the material, I would suppose, and, and I'll, I'll throw it out there. It probably won't be a whole hour episode. Um, talking about new ordinances, talking about good works, um, there's not a whole lot to say, but, you know, we will, we will do our best to, to help um, bring you some little insight in, into the, the confessions that we hold dear as a Lutheran church. Before we do that, the uh, views and opinions, the, the musings that we have here on the show are just our musings. They're just our, our opinions. They're not necessarily the opinions of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod or the church bodies of uh, which we are a part, but they are hopefully, um, always should be, the views and opinions that are found uh, within the scriptures and so would match up with the views and opinions of our church and the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. If we offend you in something that we say, uh, you have the choice of turning us off, uh, which is the adult thing to do, or if you'd like to contact me, or you can even contact, like I said, my, my other host, uh, Pastor Winsberger, uh, and we'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you as as we help work you through these things and and help share God's grace with you through Jesus Christ. So before we we jump on into the topic at hand, let's have a little bit of intro music and get us on our way. Hey, and welcome back as we have a time to gather and take a look at the uh, 6th and the 20th article of the Unaltered Augsburg Confession. Uh, We focus our attention on good works. Um, That's really where the the entire focus of today is is really going to be centered, is on focusing on what place does good works really have in the grand scheme of, of faith, in the grand scheme of who we are as believers and what we should do. And, and I think it's an important topic for us to, to discuss because 
So many churches link good works with faith in in ways that um, the scriptures are not linking them. Um, they 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 kind of give you a faith plus or Jesus plus um, something, and then you kind of fill in the blank. Some um, religions, especially man-made religions, always go to works and say that we we must do something before God then responds, whoever your God may be, would respond to you. And, and so there is something that, that should be said um, and something that should be brought out that, that there is a place for good works. There is a place for the things that we do um, and, and we need to discuss where that place is and, and why it's so important that we keep it in its place. So maybe um, it'd be kind of a, a good place to start and to say that, that for the majority of Christendom during the time of the Reformation, you, 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 you kind of had um, the Catholics and then, and then you had this, this fledgling upstart Lutheran church and then you had the Protestants that were were kind of making their way in as well. And um, one of the things that were were accused or, or were levied at the Lutherans was that they really denied the law, that they denied um, the have-tos, you might say, of, of God's Word, and that they created a lawlessness because of their understanding and their teaching of where good works falls in line with and flowing from God's grace and justification. And so we we needed, and it was important that it was stated um, in our confession, that we don't deny good works. We're not saying that they don't exist. We're not saying that they aren't important. What we're saying is that they don't dictate and, dis- and, and tell you uh, or not tell you, but they don't work faith and they, they don't save you. Um, they, they, they don't produce an effect in God somehow that he is now going to shine on us or look at us or react to us in, in some way that is outside of, of his normal um, ways of working through the means of grace and, and forgiveness of sins. And so there's two spots within the Augsburg Confession that really deal with this. And, and the first one is Article 6. And I want to read you just a little bit of a, a portion of Article 6 here. And it is uh, um, entitled The New Ordinance. And it says, Our churches teach that this faith is bound to bring forth good fruit. Galatians 5, through 23. It is necessary to do good works commanded by God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 because of God's will. We should not rely on those works to merit justification before God. The forgiveness of sins and justification is received through faith. The voice of Christ testifies, So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. Luke chapter 17, verse 10. The fathers teach that same thing. Ambrose says, It is ordained of God that he who believes in Christ is saved, freely receiving forgiveness of sins, without works, through faith alone. So we want to highlight that. We, we want to highlight that phrase, through 
faith alone. So when we talk about justification, when we, when we talk about the grace that's given to us and, and faith worked in us and the declaration of not guilty that is ours in Christ, we are not dealing with what we have done because because what we have done is sin against God. What we have done is not what God has intended and wanted and desired. What we have done is is been exactly the opposite of that, right? We we we've had many conversations on what our sin is and what our sin does. Me by nature, you, dear listener by nature, are not good people. We aren't. And I know you don't like to hear that. Nobody likes to hear that. Don't don't say, well, you're being mean. You know what? The truth hurts. It is mean in many, many, many ways because it's the reality. The, the, the reality of the situation in which we live and find ourselves is that we as human beings are flawed intrinsically flawed to to such a degree that we don't even desire to do what is good for the Lord. And so to, to even conceive in your mind that, that you're going to do something good, that God is going to say, well done, this is wonderful, I can't believe I ever missed this. That, that's just ludicrous and absurd. It doesn't. It can't even exist on the same plane as what God does for us and God demands of us. And yet, we, deep down inside of us, feel as if there has to be something that we have to do. There's just that intrinsic feeling inside of each and every person that says it's not right that God gives freely something and doesn't first require us to do something in return. And that's, again, our sinful nature, right? Our, our sinful nature saying that there has to be a, a give and a take, that, that we must be good enough or make ourselves good enough or work ourselves in some way and do something in some way that makes God smile. And so we see this play out in our life. And I think this is where the, the, the danger can, can come in. See, in life, we see that the things we do as we live in, in everyday life isn't enough. It seems as if as if um, we have to do extra things to make ourselves look better, to be better, so that people have something to point to or we have something to point to that says, look, this is what I've done. And, and so you have all of these social justice things, right? Um, and I'm not, please, I, I'm not saying social justice things are bad. I'm, I'm just saying we create them most of the time for the purpose of pointing to them and saying, look, see, I did something good. I did something over and above. I did something extraordinary. And so we have that in the church too, I think. Um, when not everybody, but but some people will say we, we will only give money to the church if we can give it to a program or we can give it to to something I can put my name on or or um, something of that nature where where I can get credit for it or we can credit to our family for it. Um, as if this is the 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 focus of of what we are supposed to be doing, and, and that becomes the good work, right? That that uh, that's the the extra little oomph that I can throw in to to all of a sudden show God that I'm better than what I was, and I'm I'm better than than what you think of me, and this is this is where where I can I can create a name for myself, and, and that is not. 
not justification at all. There, there's no place for your work in justification. You know, I, I, I remember at uh, uh, the last church that I served that, that we always had those cases where there were people that never showed up to worship, but if you had a project going on in church, like if you were going to paint or if you were going to rip out the sidewalk or whatever the case may be, they would always show up. They would always show up to help. And, and I'm very thankful. You know, we need those people. We, we need people to come and help. I'm very thankful that they showed up to help. But the question that I always had and, and, the, and the question that always kind of ran through my mind was, why are they doing that? Why are they only showing up to help in this project and not sitting in the pew receiving from the Lord's hand his word and his body and his blood? Why, why are they, they just now coming and, and gathering? And I, I, I can't say I, I can see into their heart, but, but there's a part of me that, that kind of steps back and says, they are saying, look, God, this is what I did. Now you must bless me and, and you must reciprocate because look at what I've done. Therefore, yay, yay me, look at me, how wonderful I am. It's the good work, right? It, it's, it's the additive to, well, you know, I, I might not be there in faith. I might not have faith or I might not have faith as strong as I should. Um, or, or it's not just belief. I must do something else to, to make God happy and smile upon me. And this is exactly what, what we're saying in the confessions. We do not believe that, that, that works have no part in faith. They, they just don't. Works have nothing to do with our justification. But I love how it explains so beautifully, right in the very beginning. Our churches teach that this faith is bound to bring forth good fruit. So we say faith alone, and here's another way of saying it, I should say faith alone, but faith is never alone. See, what God does for us in justification, what, what God does for us through his grace, what God does for us in his son, Jesus Christ, produces an effect. So we who are horrible sinners, we who are, are really detestable people that think only of ourselves, once saved in Christ, brought to faith in Christ through the means of grace by the working of the Spirit, now don't think about ourselves because Christ is thinking about us, right? We, we, don't, we don't focus on, on me, we focus on others and can focus on others because we know that we are being well taken care of by the one who has claimed us to be his own and freed us to live in his kingdom. So there's a result. The, a changed heart brings a changed attitude. Uh, another way of saying it is if I go out into my, my backyard and I decide I'm going to plant an apple tree. Now, that apple tree, it grows up. I water it, I fertilize it, I do all the things that you do for an apple tree, right? For, for any tree, for anything you want to live. And I, I, I let it grow up. Now, it being an apple tree, it being well taken care of, it being well watered by me, the gardener, the one taking care of it, the one who's claimed it for its own, right? Me doing that work, that tree will have an effect, that the, the, there's an effect of the things that, that I put into that tree will have an effect on what the tree does. So what's the tree going to do? Well, an apple tree will bear apples. That's what it does. An apple tree bears apples. So let's, let's bring out that illustration just a little bit more and, and kind of reframe it in the spiritual realm. 
Christ has done everything for us. God, the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in all ways, shapes, forms, has done everything to reclaim us, a very sinful and horrible people. Our sins placed into Christ, Christ becomes them, right, so that we might become the righteousness of God. He forgives our sins through the blood of Christ shed upon the cross. Christ rises from the dead, claims our hearts, declares us forgiven, changes who we are through simple means of the the water of baptism, where we are placed into him, we die with him and rise again. Through, through the sacrament of, of the Lord's Supper, where we get his body and blood and bread and wine again for the forgiveness of sins, we're connected again to his crucifixion. His words, there he shares uh, what he has done for us every single day. He, he continues to, to promise to us that he will never leave us or forsake us. He continues to promise he will work out all things for our good, that he will come again to receive us and to take us to be with himself, that every day he's giving us our daily bread, every day he is forgiving our sins, every day he is working on our behalf as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So he is feeding us as we have been grafted into him. Uh, Many times the Lord makes that illustration of of, of the grapevine and how we are branches grafted into the vine who is Christ. And so he is nourishing us. He is feeding us through word and sacrament there in church. So we're being fed in church, and, and as we're being fed in church, we're being fed through the Word in our Bible studies as we sit around our tables. As we are being fed in this wonderful way, there is, there is a, a production going on. The Holy Spirit, Christ himself, is working in us, changing us, producing in us the result, and the result is the fruit, the good fruit, the good things that we do. So we go out and we have a desire to work for neighbor. Wonderful, good things. We have a, a we, we go and we, we have a desire to volunteer at church. Amazing things. We go and we have a desire to, to love our families, to engage as fathers, to engage as mothers, to, to respect our parents as children. These are the results, the fruit, the good things that come from faith. But those good things don't make you f- found in faith. Those good things don't declare you as justified. They are the proof that you are in faith. They're the proof that you are justified. So we say again, faith alone, but faith is never alone, right? James says it, you show me your works and I will, or you show me your faith and I will show you my faith by what I do, right? You, you show me your faith alone, just see if you can show me faith alone, which you can't, but I can show you my faith by what I do because, because there's a reflect, uh, a reflection, right? I see an apple tree. I, I know the apple tree is well taken care of because the apple tree is doing what an apple tree should do. It's bearing apples. So there's a, there's a beautiful connect here between justification and in these good works. Now, what we call these good works, there's a, there's a technical term for it, and, and it's really called sanctification. It's a big word. It just means to be made holy, being made holy. It's, it's living in this life as freed in Christ, living to do the things that God has called us to do. Now, coming into Article 20, we have more of an idea of what these good works are. 
and, and sometimes we think that they have to be these grand and glorious things. That, that we have to go and sign up for some community event and the, the sign or the, the reflection of these good works that, that flow from the faith that we have have to be seen in working at the food pantry or they have to be seen in standing in line um, at the, the local community uh, soup kitchen and, and help the homeless or, or the less fortunate. And I'm not saying that those things aren't good works that in the right vein can flow from faith and, and really are wonderful and needed, uh, especially in our communities. Those are. But, but we can't limit it to that. You, you see, when we are in faith, when, when we have been forgiven of our sins and our lives are changed in Christ, what happens is, is that we are now free to live in in as as some wonderful pastors have said uh, on another podcast, which is "Let the Bird Fly," um, Wade Johnston and and Mike Berg. What they have said is is that we live in this world given back to us. We live in a world now where we can engage in everything that we do as a reflection of the the, the declaration God has made over us. So what's that mean? Well, it, it, it kind of can mean very simply that you live in this world where you now can engage vocationally in the world. And that's another big word. Vocation means your job, kind of the position in where you are today. So, Here's a here's a thought as we talk about vocation. A mother, Christian mother, changes her baby's diaper. Yeah, brand new Christian mother changes her baby's diaper. Does she think to herself, if I change my baby's diaper, this will be a good work toward God that he may love me even more? Or does the Christian mother change her baby's diaper and and think this is needed for my baby because this is this is good for my my baby good for my child they they need this and so i'm doing this and and that is flowing from faith right that 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 that's flowing from a heart that that is being served by god and now has a desire to serve someone else it, it's not the desire of if i do this i'm going to get accolades but it's the desire of i'm going to do this because they need it and because I am in a, and I'm in a unique position to serve them in this capacity. Now, the greatest act of, 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 of goodness that a father can do is changing that same child's diaper. And it's like you change it over and over because they poop in it over and over. But, but that flows from, from a love that is given to us by our Savior who has done all things for us and frees us not to think of ourselves, but frees us now to go and to serve other people in our capacities uh, in our vocational callings as mother, as father, as brother, as sister, as child, as employee, um, as citizen. Um, we, we are free to now to engage in work to serve other people, being always served by our Lord and Savior in the back. And so, yes, I, I would say, you know, 
uh, people who are in church, people who are filled with the Spirit, are more active in their communities, people who are, are coming regularly to the altar of the Lord and receiving from Him His body and blood and bread and wine, the proclamation of forgiveness and the proclamation that He has all things in control for them, they take that to their own tables and they engage in their family in a different way. And I'm not saying you engage in your fa- with your family as if you are perfect. I, I That's just absurd because no one is perfect. That, that just, it, 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 it doesn't happen. But we engage with our, our loved ones. We engage with the community. We engage with other people in a different way, knowing that our sins are forgiven and that the mistakes that we make are still forgiven and that we can come back and be served by our Lord in, in the proclamation of that forgiveness once again so that we can go out and we can serve others once again. So here's a little bit of, of, of Article 20 I want to share with you. Furthermore, we teach that it is necessary to do good works. This does not mean that we merit grace by doing good works, but because it is God's will. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, again. It is only by faith and nothing else that forgiveness of sins is apprehended. The Holy Spirit is received through faith Full heart through faith, hearts are renewed and given new affection. And then they are able to bring forth good works. I like that. The Holy Spirit is received through faith. Hearts are renewed and given new affection. You see, that's by nature what we don't have. By nature, we don't care about other people. We care about ourselves. You see, our sinfulness doesn't care if if I'm hurting somebody for my own advantage. Maybe my conscience might feel a little bit bad. But other than that, that's easy to overcome. You see, it isn't until Christ works on our heart through the Spirit, through the Word, through the sacraments, that my heart changes from what it was to what it should be and to what God makes it to be. Again, that doesn't mean that my sinful nature doesn't like to kick and scream and try to find its way back. It certainly does. But... But the new man inside of me, who is supported by the Creator God, who is supported by the triune God, who works all things for me and strengthens me and serves over me and me, and I, I now I live in his kingdom, he does battle for me and with me to squelch that nature so that I have a new affection for, for my neighbor, that I can serve them in love, not because... I will get something for it or because I will be recognized, but because they need it and I am placed in a position to help them or because I love them and I want the best for them in whatever way I can provide for that. And so this is, this is really what we talk about as we talk about, um, you know, the, the new ordinances, right? We, we talk about good works. We talk about how does this flow from faith? And, and it comes through faith through those very simple means that it's the fruit that it produces, has nothing to do with your faith, nothing to do with the declaration, uh, declaration of, of being justified, of, of being declared not guilty. But as a believer, declared not guilty in Christ, strengthened in faith through the working of the Spirit and the Word and the sacraments, who's, as he continues to serve you, you will produce fruits. You will. You just will. No matter what the fruit is, you'll produce it. I had a, a peach tree. Last parsonage I was at. Loved that peach tree. Just planted it. Wanted a fruit from it. Never got a fruit. 
took about two years. Finally get this little shriveled, ugly, horrible thing. I was so excited. I, I took it off the tree and I ran in and I, I told my wife, Jen, I said, Jen, I said, we got some fruit. And she says, that's ugly fruit. And I said, but you don't understand it's fruit. The peach tree bore fruit. And, and now it's doing even better. So I was told this year, it really did very, very well. Because that, that's what we do. We, we are created to be something in Christ, a new creation. And because we are loved by Christ, we now can love. We, we love because he first loved us. We forgive because he first forgave us. We serve because he first serves us. And, and it flows from there into the world in which we live. So, so there's good works. Um, did we hit the whole entire thing? Probably not. You could have had another, another idea, another conversation about how this whole thing works. Um, but my cohort, you know, he's healing up. And so our prayers are with him. Um, we'll try to get back to a regular system. Uh, hopefully he heals up quick. And so we can, we can join you again. If not, you might have me solo again. Um, we will continue to our look at the Augsburg confession next week. Um, as we are, um, given the opportunity, but next week we, we kind of switch gears from, from dealing with the people individually. And we're going to deal with now the, the church as a whole. And so we're going to be looking at article seven and article eight, which is the church and what the church is. So please, uh, join us for that. And as you go, of course, um, I give you God's richest blessings. Uh, and we are on the cusp of Thanksgiving. And so enjoy a time of, of giving thanks for all the blessings the Lord has given to you. Um, stay safe. Um, if you want to follow the, the practices of wherever you are, uh, make sure that you do the best that you can. If you're having people outside of your home, hey, wear a mask, social distancing, whatever you need to do uh, to stay safe. But you know what? Share some of that thanks of what God has given to you into the world um, because we really need it right now. We, it's, it's, it's pretty dark out there. So blessings. Blessings.